Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thanks so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we are talking about connection because I think every single one of us have experienced time within our marriage where you have that moment, maybe that week, maybe maybe it could be a couple months where you just feel more like roommates or coworkers than you do spouses, where you're not fighting. You're not in like massive conflict here, but it seems like that that intimacy, that connection that you're supposed to have is just simply missing. And for whatever reason, you're just not on the same page and you're asking yourself, what has happened to us? And then I get people sitting in my office asking me, can this be fixed? Is this a fatal moment? And I'm just gonna tell you, the answer is yes. It's really that simple. You can get reconnected. And so what I wanna do today is I wanna give you five areas that I see couples get disconnected. And I wanna just show you that each one of these really has a very simple way to fix them. Now, please understand something. We say this so often here at the church is that simple does not always mean easy. So when I say simple, what I don't want to create is a picture that these are going to be easy fixes because sometimes we have to work through our pride. We've got to work against some of our own habits, some of our own tendencies, and we've got to humble ourselves and work on some of these things and do some things that might be out of the norm because quite frankly, the norm is what got you disconnected. So we want to fix the disconnect. So here we go. Number one, first reason why people get disconnected is you are not prioritizing quality time. I mean, let's be real. Life is busy for all of us, and it's easy to push your relationship with your spouse on the back burner. I mean, there are so many pressing demands that just kind of hit us in the hustle and the bustle of life, and we just have to recognize that in the moment, whether it's your job or kids or your schedules, uh, dealing with maybe parents, maybe the household responsibilities. I mean, we can just continue to list stuff, but this stuff can just get a hold of our focus, can get all of our attention, and all of a sudden we begin to realize we're not getting any quality time. And often I'll even say this, you may say, well, we're getting quantity of time, but let's be real, that's not the same thing as quality time. For example, you can go see the movie Oppenheimer, it's like three hours long, and you can come out thinking to yourself, well, we had a great time watching that movie, and you may have both enjoyed a movie, but you can't necessarily say we had quality time together. When we talk about quality time, we're talking about being fully present with that individual and engaging with them. Now, quality time, uh, give me 15 to 30 minutes of quality time versus three hours of just being in the same room, but actually not connecting whatsoever. More will be accomplished in a shorter amount of time that's concentrated, that's interactive, than large amount of times of just simply being in the room with one another. Am I against quantity of time? Absolutely not. But that's something you've got to try to identify. Are we disconnected just because we're not prioritizing the qualityness of being together, talking together, interacting with one another, doing something together? And if you're not doing that, then you're going to disconnect. But if you can begin to identify this and engage in it, it begins to actually mesh your lives back together. Number two, the second way people disconnect is there's issues you're avoiding. Now, we would call this the proverbial elephant in the room. Is there something that you're not talking about, something that you both know is lingering there? It's a topic, it's a subject, it's a conversation, but you're just not wanting to address it. And I've had people say, well, Dave, I don't want to get into a fight. Well, I'm here to say, first of all, it doesn't have to turn into a fight. And second of all, sometimes you do need to have conflict over things. 
conflict in marriage is not fatal. Fighting is not and does not have to be fatal, but you can handle the issue in a proper way as an adult and deal with it in a mature way and using your timing, your tone, and your technique of your conversation. Those are the three T's of conversation timing, tone, and technique, you can actually begin to address the issue that has been pushing you away and actually use it to bring the both of you together. When you avoid issues, they linger in the background and you're in the same room and you can just feel the disconnect just because you know something is lingering and many times you know what is lingering. Talk about it. Deal with it. Timing, tone, and technique and watch that elephant go away and watch the closeness come back. Number three, you don't repair after a conflict. Now, this is closely related to number two, but this is really after number two happens. After you've had the conversations, after you've dealt with the elephant in the room, you need to do some repair work after the conflict. Sometimes you go through some things, you go through a little bit of tension, and then when you get to the other side, you just feel like, okay, we're not quite back to normal. You might still feel a little bit of disconnect, and maybe you've just never gone into any type of resolution tactics. And when that's the case, sometimes you've got to make sure that you intentionally, emotionally reconnect after that fight. This might mean apologizing for something that you said in the heat of the moment. Maybe it's hugging it out. Maybe it's sharing I love yous. Maybe it's simply just owning your feelings or validating your spouse's feelings. Whatever the method is, the purpose here is to make sure that after a conflict has happened, that you're emotionally, that you're spiritually, that you're mentally reconnecting and sometimes even physically reconnecting after that fight so that you can fully repair and thus not allowing that to keep you disconnected but actually leveraging it to make sure that you reconnect. Number four, you are burnt out. Burning out is not necessarily caused because you're being super busy. We are all busy. Everybody has busyness. But being burnt out is all about where you are spending your time and your energy. When you are focusing your energy, whether we're talking mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual, when you're pouring that out into multiple areas or you are pouring it into one area but you're involved in five areas, you are going to easily get burnt out. And when you run out, when you're drained, when you are burnt out, you'll have nothing left in the tank for your spouse and your marriage and relationship is going to suffer. And so how do we fix this this disconnect? We have to try to be intentional about where we're actually investing our energy. We need to be aware of those things in our life that are actually draining us. There are some of us that we are wasting heavy amounts of emotional energy on friendships or connections that are not truly valuable to life. Am I saying that you got to get rid of your friends? Absolutely not. But sometimes we do have to build up boundaries with people in our life to make sure that when it comes to the most important relationship in our life, our spouse, that that person is getting the best amount of energy and not the leftover moments. So you have to just look at the signs of what you are spending outside of your marriage in terms of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual, and you have to take steps to kind of correct the course. So put energy into your marriage, put energy into your spouse, put energy into trying to refresh your marriage and doing things to pour into your relationship to build it up like, hey, listen to a podcast read a book, go out on more dates, invest into a marriage counselor, get some help. Because if you're spending your energy elsewhere and you're not spending spending your energy where you need to put it, you are going to get burnt out quick. And usually the first thing to suffer is going to be your marriage and your relationship. And you're wondering, can we ever make it out of it? I'm here to say you can. Lastly, 
the last way that people get disconnected is they've stopped being curious. It is such a simple thing, but it's something I talk a lot about with married couples. Not so much premarital couples. We'll talk about it a little bit, but really when it comes to marriage, uh, marriages, when they come and they talk to me, they ask me questions, they will talk about the passion that's run out. There's no more spark. Most of the time, simply they've stopped being curious. We were curious when we first started dating, we asked each other about their days. We we inquired about the details about those days. Uh, back in was the mid '90s when Ann and I started dating. You know, we didn't have cell phones. We had you know these home phones for which we had cords that were connected to a wall, and we would just talk on the phone for Lord knows how long, just just to hear each other because we couldn't FaceTime. Um, we were sometimes separated by hundreds of miles just because I was at college, and so we would write letters. We would talk on the phone. And we just found a way to be curious. But so so many times couples get together, they get married, and they stop being curious. They stop asking questions. They stop uh, entertaining ideas or conversations about deep topics or even just seeking after the mundane details of the day. And over time, that sense of, of curiosity just begins to wane. And when that happens, there we have invited disconnect. So what we want to do is we want to do what life began with when it came to our marriage and relationship, and we want to reintroduce that curiosity. We want to keep in touch with each other's lives. And so maybe it's as simple as we text throughout the day just to say, hey, what's going on? What's what's happening? And or when something has happened during the day, sending a text, making a call just to let your spouse know something big that happened, something wonderful happened, something good took place, just to keep them connected to their to your life and your life to their life. I mean, you can see this is not something that should be able to crumble a marriage, but I've watched marriages wane because they've lost that curiosity. They've developed that disconnect. And when that disconnect began to kind of go unnoticed and unattended to, it created a chasm. And when you've got a chasm, you begin to feel hopeless. So what I want to do is help you to get that reconnection. So how do we do this? Number one, get some good quality time. Number two, deal with issues instead of avoiding them. Number three, repair your conflict once it's done. Number four, don't get burnt out get re-energized and get new help. And number five, get curious about your spouse. And if you will do this, you can actually repair the disconnect and not only repair it, but you can build back that breach to the point where the, some of those areas that used to be a weakness will now become the strength of your relationship. That's all I've got. Love y'all. Have a great Marriage Monday and we will see you next week.